You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Happy weekend. Rico here from BPI Trade with our weekly Market Unclosed episode. So the local benchmark, or the PSEI, managed to close the week in the green for the second straight week to close at 6,222. This is over 41 points up from September 1's close, or up by 0.68% week-on-week. Year-to-date, the PSEI still stays in the red, though down by 5.25%. Foreigners continue to sell their positions in the market after registering $3.6 billion in outflow for the week. For the month, we are now at 9.28 billion pesos net outflow, while for the year, this has ballooned to over 24 billion pesos in net foreign selling. Value of shares traded through the exchange reached 26.2 billion pesos, to bring daily average to 5.25 billion a day. Excluding block sales, average value turnover was at 4.84 billion pesos. Of the six sub-indices, only the financial sector was in the red, which was down by 2.36%. Leading the gainers were the services, holding firms, and the industrial indices, which were up by 2.04%, 1.97%, and 0.91% respectively. The broader all-shares index also managed to record gains this week up by 55 basis points, but still down by 2.94% for the year. The local peso closed out the week a little higher, at 56 spot 63 against the US dollar. On to economic news, Philippine inflation picked up to 5.3% in August, snapping six straight months of decelerating inflation. The print is higher than the 4.7% recorded in July, but better than the 6.3% recorded in the same period last year. Core inflation, on the other hand, eased to 6.1%, which excludes volatile prices of food and fuel. The Banco Central noted that higher prices for oil and agricultural commodities drove inflation during the month. The country's unemployment rate inched up to 4.8% in July as over 2.27 million Filipinos are jobless according to the Philippine Statistics Authority. Underemployment also rose to a 20-month high at 15.9%. Year-to-date, unemployment rate averaged at 4.6%, better than the 5.4% recorded in the same period last year. The dollar reserves in the Philippines stays below the $100 billion mark as of end August at $99.8 billion as the national government paid some of its foreign debt obligations and the value of the Banco Central's gold holdings fell. The figure is 14 basis points lower than the $99.95 billion recorded at the end of July. Year-on-year though, this is 2.4% higher than the $97.44 billion recorded in the same month last year. The reserves were enough to cover 5.9 times the country's short-term external debt and is equivalent 
to 7.4 months worth of imports of goods and payments of services and primary income. On the sidelines of the 43rd ASEAN Summit in Jakarta, President Marcos said that the Philippines and South Korea have signed a free trade agreement as his government seeks to further liberalize the economy in the face of supply chain disruptions. President Marcos said the FTA will strengthen our bilateral trade and investment relations with the Republic of Korea and is a milestone for our economic friendship. The Philippines is also seeking a free trade agreement with the European Union. Data from the Bureau of Treasury showed that the national government's outstanding debt hit a record 14.24 trillion pesos as of end July due to higher domestic borrowings. This is higher by 70 basis points from the month prior, while year-on-year it rose by 10.5% from the 12.89 trillion recorded in July 2022. Of the total debt portfolio, 69% came from domestic sources, while the rest was from foreign lenders. Listed energy firm ASEN got board approval to invest in a 335-megawatt onshore wind power project after its subsidiary won in a government auction for renewable energy capacity. ASEN's Giga A6 was awarded by the Energy Department in its green energy auction for its Isla Wind Power Project located in the provinces of Laguna and Quezon, with an offered capacity of 230 megawatts for 5.79 pesos per kilowatt hour. Generica Drug Store, which is under AC Health, is looking at expanding its store network to 1,000 by 2025 from its current network of 750 outlets. The company targets to expand in the Visayas and Mindanao region as they see a need in these areas. Generica notes that they look to have about 10% of their store network as company-owned, thus around 100 of the 1,000 will be under AC Health. Also from the Ayala Group, listed property developer Ayala Land has appointed Ana Maria Margarita or MeND as its new president and CEO after the retirement of Bernard Vincent D, effective October 1. Bernard D. will become a senior advisor to Ali Chairman Jaime Augusto Zobel de Ayala starting October. Listed internet service provider Converge ICT Solutions said that it is seeing sustained growth in its enterprise business after expanding into new areas and launching products and services to local businesses. Converge said, that its unit Converge Business saw revenue growing by 26% to 2.5 billion pesos in the first half of the year, supported by its expansion efforts. The company said that their expansion into key tourism destinations like Boracay and Palawan will also bolster opportunities to tap both small and large companies in these areas. Del Monte Pacific reported that for the first quarter ending July, the company incurred a net loss of $13.1 million, better than the $30.5 million net loss reported in the same period last year. Del Monte's sales rose by 13% to $516.7 million on the back of higher sales in the U.S. and of fresh pineapple. Its United States unit generated sales of over $356 million 
which accounts for 69% of the group's turnover. It also saw improved market share positions across the packaged vegetables, fruits, tomatoes, and fruit cup segments. The Figaro Coffee Group's Angel's Pizza is eyeing to open more branches across the country after it opened nine new branches across Luzon and the Visayas in recent months. Angel's Pizza currently has around 100 outlets across the country after it was established in 2009. Listed I People Incorporated has secured approval from the SEC for the planned merger of its two subsidiary schools, the National Teachers College or NTC and Affordable Private Education Center or Apex Schools. IPO said that NTC will become the surviving corporation, which was established in 1928 to offer collegiate programs devoted to teacher education. IPO is an education company under Ayala Corp and House of Investments, with a 33.5% and 51% share respectively. Quick service food provider Jollibee has completed the acquisition of the majority stake in the Jollibee brand's master franchisee in Hong Kong. JFC said that its Singapore-based unit Golden Plate finalized the deal to acquire 60% of master franchisee Meco Holdings for $16.08 million. The remaining 40% of Meco's shares will still be owned by the franchisee's shareholders. State Pension Fund GSIS said it plans to remain a shareholder of Metro Pacific Investments even after the completion of MPI's voluntary delisting. GSIS has acquired over 3.4 billion shares in MPI, equivalent to 12% of its total issued and outstanding listed shares, which are now deemed non-public shares. The Pangilinan-led holding firm also disclosed that it is considering cable car systems for tourism and urban transport, while proposing to operate a metro rail transit system but declining a project to upgrade an international airport. Manuel V. Pangilinan said that MPI is forging a partnership with Malaysia infra firm Hartasuma as they are considering cable car systems in places like Tagaytay, Baguio, and Antipolo. Their partnership also involves the refurbishment of existing cars used by the LRT-1 line. Philippine InfraDev Holdings said, the alignment of the planned $3.7 billion Makati City subway is no longer feasible. After the recent decision of the Supreme Court mandating some areas covered by the project to be under Taguig City's jurisdiction, Philippine Infradev said that it sent an intent notice to the Makati City government to propose discussions after the change in law with the SC decision. The 10 kilometer project, which has 10 stations, were projected to be fully operational by 2025. Listed home improvement retailer Wilcon Depot expects sales to grow in the Burr months as it foresees seasonal heightened consumer spending. Wilcon CEO Rosemary Ong said that they expect Filipinos to do soft renovations in their homes in the coming months, but also noted that though the shift in consumer spending had been a concern, the company expects a return to normalcy. Ms. Ong also said that high prices continue to weigh on the company's operational expenditures. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Monday, September 11, we have cash dividend X dates for all-day March common shares, 
Asia United Bank Common Shares, and BDO Unibank Common Shares. On Tuesday, September 12, we have the release of Australia's Westpac Consumer Confidence Change for September, Australia's NAB Business Confidence for August, the UK's Unemployment Rate for July, and India's Inflation Rate for August. On Wednesday, September 13, we have dividend X dates for Petron's preferred shares Series 4A, 4B, and 4C, and the release of the UK's GDP month-on-month for July and the US inflation rate for August. On Thursday, September 14, we have the ECB's interest rate decision and the release of the US retail sales for August. While on Friday, September 15, we have the release of the US Michigan consumer sentiment for September and China's industrial production for August. That's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.